0: What's up everybody it's chad i'm back with another episode of ash chad grassy logic today i'm here with my friend from the eastern part of the state james bahis i hope i didn't chop that up um he's from Budboard over in carlsbad and uh he's gonna tell us all about them and uh before i do that james go ahead and tell everybody about yourself man
1: What's up? Yeah, my name's James. It's Badges. You, you did a lot better than most people. Badges? Have ever done oh, okay. Yeah, cool. You're good. You're good, man. Um, yeah, over here in Carlsbad, New Mexico, trying to represent for this part of the state and keep up with, you know, Las Cruces and up north up in Borque.
0: Yeah, yeah, definitely. I mean, you guys, you guys are killing it, too. You know, your numbers are up there, you know, being that close to Texas, you know. You guys got oh, a little yeah. blessed, too. <laughs> absolutely. It's, it's been great. I mean, we're a big
1: oil field town, too, so we have a lot of people from Texas coming in and then from both sides, oh, El Paso that is, that is and, cool. and Lubbock and Midland. So, yeah, it's been quite, it's, uh, quite
0: good. Yeah, yeah, they all kind of just meet there. <laughs> and then some so, go to Rio Doso or whatever, but it's like one of the first places you hit once you get from that area. Yeah, that,
1: that's go. Texas's Padre Island right there is Rio Doso, I'm pretty sure.
0: Oh, yeah, yeah, the West Texas Hamptons. <laughs> absolutely oh there you go i like that west Texas <laughs> yeah it's I a little did. easier off the tongue huh sure. I so, but, it. but anyway everybody thank you again for joining me on this episode this was called i choose open Chew, open to chew we, I, we'll explain what that is later but um thank you again james for joining me and um yeah let's go off and we're gonna start the show and just go off what's up with the name uh, a bud board. So, you know, we're going to go off and talk about the business. So, where did the name come from? I'm kind of oh, of curious. Man.
1: The name actually uh, came my freshman year of college up there in uh, UNM. Okay. The boys, you know, were, were rolling up and doing everything. We had this, uh, just this wooden, probably like one foot by one foot board. Might have been a little bit bigger. Mm-hmm. And we just started kind of using that as our rolling tray. We didn't have anything. Uh, and uh, one by one, we all like started tagging it or doing a picture or, or something like that and we're like ah that's we'll call that the bud and then ah. you know, starting to get into this industry i was like that's what i think i want to call it bud and then we started making um like a wooden and epoxy rolling tray slash organization station mm-hmm. similar to like what riot puts out in marley that type of thing and you know we had some success with it and yeah opened up smoke shop and then you know kind of doubled down on our good
0: fortunes and we're able to get into the cannabis game nice dude and you know that you say that you have a smoke shop so like how many businesses are you guys running really like in the cannabis you know cannabis yeah. uh we
1: we have one pretty good size smoke shop i mean we try to it's uh, about two thousand square feet okay we try to make it as big as we can we carry everything you know we've got yeah. like probably 300 bongs on on deck, 200 nice. hand pipes, vapes, you know, we got some headies, all the electronics you could think of. Yeah. And, and um, we also have the dispensary here in town. It's kind of across town. um And then we actually just recently, last two months, have been able to get our grow up and running. Yeah. quite a bit of time. Yeah. I've been seeing you guys
0: getting that up and going the past, you know, a few months and everything.
1: Yeah, man. It's been awesome. There's a lot of red, a lot more red tape than I thought, but it's, it's really been beautiful dream come true that's always been my end goal is to to have a gigantic building full of bud you know yeah. so being able to do that's been great
0: nice dude maybe you could take us on a tour one day or something you know like show all everybody whenever you
1: up. come down brother you just let there me we know go.
0: yeah we can do that whenever i'm down uh, with uh the cruise craft guys we'll go check it out and everything sounds good man. um so yeah like that's great so, so tell me about bud board like what is your guys kind of Thing, your little niche you know like you guys it seems like uh, you guys are kind of you know the swiss army i
1: try niche. to i try to keep it authentic yeah um keeping it 100 with everybody I, I really we got into this and i was like i just want to take care of stoners give them give them good options on great products and and not rip their head off while doing it because you know some glass shops that they're, they're pretty proud of their stuff yeah um it just it makes it tough and carlsbad's never really had a variety we've had one I mean, all growing up, we had one smoke shop, the Looking Glass. And it's last couple of years, they haven't had much, you know. So it was really kind of like a stoner duty to be able to open. In a sense, it was absolutely fantastic.
0: Yeah. Yeah. And I'm Um, glad to see that, you know, because you have like, you know, um, grow stores like, you know, Dr. Green here in Cruces. They went ahead and opened their own and, you know, they have their grow going. So it's good to see that, you know, there's other people that were kind of cannabis industry get into the industry a little bit further. You know what I mean? Like into the to the legal side with the flower and everything. It's really everybody where everybody's at. And that's great to see. No, yeah. And we really like where our owners, like me
1: and uh, my partner, Lex, we've been smoking since we were um, young teenagers, unfortunately, or fortunately, I guess, however you want to look at it. Yeah, whatever it is, like us all. <laughs> take, take pride, I guess, in it. And, and being down here in Carlsbad, it's kind of, like I said, a red state. Little bit taboo, but luckily we were loud enough, transparent enough and kind of put off the conception that we're the professionals, you know, you can ask us anything about cannabis and we'll tell you good, bad in between what's best for you, what you can use this for and really kind of like a, a service more or less has kind of been the way I look at things.
0: And Did you just take that from one of your Google reviews? Like I could have swore I read that. <laughs> <laughs> it might be, it might be, man. <laughs> yeah, I, I, I was reading some of them and you know, I kind of uh, read something that was similar to that. So that's kind of funny. Yeah, you know, like maybe you guys are just living up to the name and people are noticing.
1: We're, we're trying, man. I like yeah. I tell, I tell all my guys, if I ever hear you lying to a customer, I was like, I, I mean, that's a no, no. So just, you know, be yourself. Just, yeah. We have the technically the greatest job in the world we get to sell weed and smoking accessories so yeah yeah, you know just concentrate on fun we've been very blessed to get a bunch of like-minded individuals that didn't just want to you know be in a smoke shop for a couple hours a day but like really apply themselves and see how far they can take their own talents and that's probably been one of the biggest things for our company is we vibe very well we, we all kumbaya together. And then whenever times are bad, you know, we, we definitely feel it. But uh, I would say the team, the team's probably been the, the coolest thing that we've been able to develop since opening.
0: Yeah. And that's important. You know, that's, that's something that, you know, a lot of people overlook, you know, training your team, ensuring that they're educated, they they're putting out the correct information and also team building, you know, Absolutely. team building is very important. Now, I'm not a big fan of being like, this is your family. I'm like, I have a family, but team building is very important, you know, like, Absolutely. You know, especially if you're going to be working, you know, so closely together, like, you know, bud tenders and stuff like that and Absolutely. all that. So, yeah, that's one thing that, you know, if any other businesses are watching and you're kind of like, whoa, well, I don't know what to do. Well, business, I mean, uh, team building, I mean, simple. you know, take them. Industry a- fixes a lot of uh, outside issues. I say. Yeah. Cause whenever, like
1: if you can be truthful, with your your fellow um coworker and and you guys can truly strive off that and you both want to do well, it's it's a good recipe for success. Yeah. But um especially in the triumphs and in the in the bad times, you know. Um sometimes you get a crazy customer and throw you off your game. So you might not be the best uh with the next buy comes in, but but luckily, like I said, with the team thing, it really bounces off well
0: yeah yeah 100 you know you, you just vibe off of one of the other or one that can pick up a little slack off the other while the other is kind of recovering kind of thing you know absolutely move on from there so that's great to hear you know and you know picking a good team is you know super important you know because if you don't have a good team you know you're gonna you're gonna struggle you know in yeah, yeah. places Absolutely. <laughs> so um, so what kind of license type do you guys have or do you, you know like you mentioned you have the grow you have the, the yeah so
1: three. what else I, we have we actually have our our retail um location with the manufacturer's license um that way we're yes. able to package on site was, we found it was too hard to deli style the type of volume that we were seeing at the beginning yeah um so we figured that was best try to keep a couple days ahead on on pre package so that way it still stays fresh
0: um, and then
1: we we got the the grow and that's a Gosh, I want to say it's a class 2000 plant permit, if I'm not okay. mistaken.
0: Yeah.
1: Um, and we haven't put a manufacturing license on it yet, but we probably will at that location. And Got we it. did actually apply for um, our delivery license. Haven't been able to, to use it yet, um,
0: but hope, we're hopeful for that soon. And, and I'm glad that we have that, you know, and, and that was added into the bill years ago. But, you know, um, not many places have really taken advantage of that. So I'm glad that you guys have, you know, I don't, you know, said, shoot, we're going to go delivery. Why not? You know, because there, are the CCD was actually given some good statistics yesterday. And they're looking at other states that, you know, delivery, more people will go back to that dispensary more than like going in person or even drive through, you know. So, that, that's, yeah, it was an interesting t- 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 statistic to hear. And I was like, oh. Well, that's Absolutely. interesting. Yeah. So, you know, maybe more people do delivery and <laughs> get some more weed I mean, off it, the, on the couch. It
1: takes it back to the roots a little bit. I mean, that's how, before it was all legal, that's how most of us were probably getting it, meeting the plug in Walmart parking lot. But I, <laughs> yeah, I, I yeah. Think any convenience item, especially cannabis, I think people will probably get behind, as long as it's reasonable. Bring it to me. Yeah. I know what I mean. I know I would. I would definitely sit on my butt and, hey, yeah, let's order an eight. Just like a
0: pizza, that'd be great. Right. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. No. I'm. I'm really glad you guys are doing that. Any like. Uh, and I always ask people this. You know. Um. Any plans for a consumption lounge or anything like that in the future?
1: Yeah. So our, our Hobbs location. Um. We got a pretty decent sized piece of property there in Hobbs. Um. Working on our parking lot right now, but we we would love to probably put something on the back edge of that. Um. We didn't. We were almost applied for it, but then we figured, we actually learned that you have to be pretty far in the process to actually get the licensing done on the consumption side. So once we actually open in Hobbs and we're able to work on it, we hope make it a goal for 2024 for sure. Okay. By the end, we'll have a nice. consumption lounge there. Um, might be able to do like an outdoor, a little bit of outdoor oasis depending on all the city ordinances and what we're able to get away with.
0: Yeah, um, But yeah, man, mean, that, that's, that's the plan for, for now. We, Heck would, yeah. we would love to do that. And and I heard a second city you know, I heard Hobbs, you know, and, it's great that you guys are doing that because I tell people, you know, we have all these Texans coming here, but we have to figure out a way to like keep them here for a little bit. So they spend more money and you know, that's one way to do it. And uh, I'm glad you guys are doing it. So, I mean, you've said, you know, Carlsbad and Hobbs or any other cities that you guys are in or planning to go to.
1: Oh, I would love to spread, you know, five, six, seven, eight shops yeah. all over. I mean, Las Cruces, obviously is somewhere. I, I personally, Las Cruces is probably my favorite place in New Mexico. I think it's beautiful. I love the people. I'd I'd love to put one there. We're also looking still, you know, uh, on the border, border towns, Clovis, Tatum, um, Roswell, uh, and pretty much anywhere, man. Anywhere that that we can find a place that's kind of in the trouble lately is actually finding real estate that you're able to get for cannabis purposes and that meet within state and city guidelines.
0: Yeah. Uh, I see that as the issue, too. There's so many little components that need to come together perfectly that it's sometimes like a miracle that it even happens in the first place. Yeah. yeah. Man, <laughs> it's, it's a lot more
1: than opening a smoke shop. That was for sure.
0: Yeah, yeah. So the, I, I when I was looking at the building and everything, like I said, I haven't been to Carlsbad. I noticed, you know, one of them in Carlsbad. It's an interesting shape. Like, you know, it looks like it's a little old photo hut or something like that. What yeah. was that once at one so time?
1: It, it's, it's like a perfect circle, and it's like kind of – like a two-tier cake, you know. So we've got like a <laughs> nice, like it almost some people say it looks like a spaceship, looks like the little thing you put on top of your pizza. Yeah. But yeah, it's it's a round building. And uh the Murrays uh, on the building um, actually uh, went to high school with their granddaughter, so have a little bit of relationship there. And it used to be Dr. Murray's a uh, dentist, used to be his dentist office.
0: Oh when, for, years, okay.
1: for years in Carlsbad, probably 20, 30 years, and then He retired and a a vet took over that spot. And then the vet actually moved right across the street and we were fortunate enough to slide on. in. we've always, you know, we want to shock and awe the best we can and and put a show on for our community. And it was like, that's too cool of a building right on the main street. like, let's do it. Now, round building has its drawbacks. Very hard to hang stuff on the walls.
0: Very hard. Oh, you're right. Yeah. Because, you know, even posters. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, We didn't
1: think about that. And floors, man. We put in wooden <laughs> floors and it's, it's not the easiest to, to do that either. So we've had a, a little bit of learning curves with the round building, but yeah, it's been, it's a great building. Great so people
0: building. listening, um, if you want a building, try not to go for round then if you want easy, yeah. if you want for I would, ease. <laughs> I would
1: advise a square.
0: Absolutely. Yeah. And I wanted to mention this earlier. I forgot, but I want to mention it now. Um, He mentioned that he's, you know, his category of growing, it was number two uh, in the state. If you guys didn't know, they categorized, um, the g- different growing number of plants in different categories. So it goes in, you know, certain numbers. I don't know off the, off the top of my head right now, but it does go in certain numbers. You know, 500 to 2,000, whatever, 2,000, etc., cetera, etc., cetera, up and up and up until the, all the way you get to 20,000. So that's why it's called a class, and that's you know why it was mentioned. And um, we've never said that on the show or mentioned on the show. And I really wanted to make sure that I um, educated the public on that because that's something that people probably don't really know um, is a thing.
1: Yeah, no, you're right. And even manufacturing, I want to say it's like ours is a class two or three, okay. if I'm not mistaken. Like it's not, I know we can't make edibles, but if I'm yeah. not mistaken, we can do like triple threats and, and, yeah. and stuff like that.
0: hash holes um, and stuff like that. Yeah. 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 Because yeah. those are pretty popular here in New Mexico. And, oh, you know, I haven't man. really, I haven't seen it in other states, but here in New Mexico, well, in the south, actually, I guess they're way more popular than <laughs> up north. Um, <laughs> but, you know, I, I enjoy them. You know, they're, I, they're fun.
1: You know, and, I think you know, it's a, it's a great creation. I think that's another W for for our entire stoner nation that we were yeah. able to figure out something so great. because yeah, yeah hash holes, even some of the canagars that some of these guys are putting out are doady. They're
0: gas. Yeah. Absolutely, yeah. it's fire. You expect speaking of fire, how long have you been growing for?
1: Oh, well so, I mean, I serious i i grew a little bit in high school but not serious i just you know put a couple of plants in the in the ground and watered them but serious growing like actually applying a little bit of science and you know some bro science and trial and error and a notebook probably about five and a half six years okay ish yeah in that range and then uh, technically legally we've legally been growing about two months three months okay. now
0: got it <laughs>
1: on the you know industrial side industrial <laughs> side yeah but yeah, uh, not, actually, got one of my good friends. He's actually like a mas- our master grower. He probably knows a little bit more than I do, but I know a few things that he doesn't do. So we run a pretty good little team atmosphere out there. Um, his name's uh, Jose Cruz Lopez. Cool. Shout out to him. You Absolutely. Know, so it's, it's hard work Real to grow cannabis. <laughs> Man, you know, none of us had ever done anything on on the scale that we're doing. Uh, yeah. For I mean, just one wasn't really possible funds wise or location. So I mean we've got two rooms and each room's vertical. So we, mm. we per rack we have 90 plants. Yeah. Uh three hundred three hundred and sixty flowering plants in one room and three hundred and sixty flowering plants in another. Nice. So yeah, it's a little little stiff, man. Little quite a few plants in there. But it's yes. it's, beautiful. it's beautiful. I've been
0: watching the build out and everything. Yeah, it's 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 really pretty in there. I, I like the vertical. You know, what medium are you guys going with? Uh Coco Core. Um, core, actually,
1: yeah. we're old school fans of Fox Farms. Man, we're using okay. uh, Coco Loco. Actually. I was gonna say,
0: is the Coco Loco? They know it, bro. <laughs> I
1: mean, it, it, it's never done me wrong. For I mean, a cocoa. We'd like to eventually probably get into Grodan cubes, possibly, but Coco for now we're uh, running an Athena Pro line. Okay, we we, we love it so far. I mean, yeah. for for not being able to go organic
0: uh, live soil, I I would this would probably be the next best preferred option in my opinion. Yeah, I mean, because you know, they, they're finding out that the plant can't tell between organic and synthetic anyway, so it's like, ah, yeah, I'll so, have to bring yeah. that up a few times. I, yeah. I didn't know that, yeah, yeah, one of those things, you fantastic, know. yeah, exactly. Fantastic. Um, I mean, and that's well, gonna know, get some people talking, yeah, 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 I could talk about growing all day, and you know, I've been growing for like 10 Absolutely. years. Um, but you know, I try to learn something all the time, you know, especially scientifically, there's so much bro science out there that you know you have to combat it sometimes you know oh dude yeah and i've tried
1: a lot of bro science like you know throwing ice on your roots at the end of harvest uh, i think that's the most famous one or but cow mag bro like just put <laughs> some cow <laughs> mag on it man i swear every reddit youtube forum you'll ever look on growing somebody's
0: yeah. in there saying put some cow mag it just Take takes the cow mag and if you guys don't know oh. cow bag is pretty much the grower's version of the mexican mother's vix yeah um, you know just put the fix on it it's it's pretty much just a solve it all kind of solution thing so yeah that, that's that's funny that you bring that up I, I remember hearing that cow cow man someone <laughs> needs to make a t-shirt of that one that'd be they a good do one. that's a good that's a good idea maybe I'll, maybe I'll work on that with some friends or yeah, something absolutely like that. <laughs> that'd be funny absolutely so I mean you've been saying you've been growing for like five, six years, you know, what are some tips that you could give? And I like asking other growers, this, you know, something that you've learned yourself that you can tell someone that's just starting out growing like shit. I wish I knew that when I started.
1: My biggest thing is probably root health. Um, I've been, I got away from plastic pots Mm -hmm. just because with fabric pots, you allow a little bit more air to get through and it's not as rough on your root ends. Mm-hmm. Um, whenever those roots hit the plastic ends, you know, it doesn't necessarily bruise them, but they say it weakens them. Yeah. Uh, That's might be a bro science on that one, but it's something that kind of made sense to me. Mm-hmm. And, uh, also you're able to kind of tell more or less that you're fully saturating the plant with water. Um, oh, yeah. A lot of people are, are worried about overwatering and stuff like that. I, I like a little bit of runoff, not too much. Um, but my big thing is making sure that I'm fully saturating the root. Yeah. Um, and inspect the plant um, as much as you can. Um, don't don't overfeed it or try to overthink it, but you can never spend too much time looking at your plant, looking for regularities, taking some personal notes. Um, and probably my other biggest tip that I probably learned this last year that's been working well for us in clones, and this may be common knowledge for everybody else, but I just figured it out, cutting right around the note. Um, mm the closest note it seems and you know scraping at a a decent angle getting a little bit of that membrane exposed really has cut down quite a few days on on our cloning
0: okay nice yeah
1: those would be my 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 secret sauce for now
0: (laughs) well you know growers out there even you know experienced you know growers you you can learn something new every day if that's something new for you take it to the bag or take it to the house whatever try it out um, but but thank you for that. I appreciate it. You know, because there's a lot no of people problem. out there who, who are new to growing still. You know, who are just this is their first season. You know, so you know I always try to help them out a little bit with some information. You know, especially if I'm talking to another grower. So Absolutely. you know, we all have our own little ways, or maybe you have something I never thought about. You know, like use a chopstick this way to make it do this. It's like what?
1: <laughs> we we do some some low stress training um, as well. I think that's kind of good. we do uh, obviously a default going into flower. Mm -hmm. Um, just, I think it's a, it's a game of little things. When you do all the little things, you get that. I mean, anybody can grow bad weed. They say, you know, it's, it's a little pretty damn tough to grow that top shelf, amazing craft cannabis. It, you know, gets everybody excited. Yeah. And it just, it does. If you want to do elite things, you got to do all the elite little things.
0: Yeah, exactly. I I tell people when they ask me, how hard is it to grow weed? I'm like, growing weed. It really ain't hard growing good weed or really amazing weed no. That's the challenge because, Absolutely. you know, there's so many little things that go into it. You know, um, genetics being one of the huge ones that, that go into that, you know, having good genetics um, will save you a lot of heartache. Yeah, that's,
1: <laughs> I mean, be real. I mean, a tip, if I save the money, buy the better genetics and the value seeds more enough, you're going to get a much,
0: much better result, even if you pay double if if your pocket's able to afford it. Yeah. I mean, if you pay $10 a seed, I mean, that's about the going rate for, you know, really good genetics, um, sometimes a little bit more. But, you know, yeah, um, I'd say, you know, drop drop that money for the, for the good genetics if you really want a good product in the end, especially if you're in the industry. You know, if you're mm-hmm. in the industry, that should be your top priority, yeah. you know, uh, making sure that you have that money aside so you can get those genetics, be it a clone, seed, whatever um it costs money
1: (laughs) yeah no we 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 did a ginormous pheno hunt um i think we popped 300 something plants uh, over like 37 strains and really got to really look at a lot of different aspects of a bunch of plants so yeah i mean we were able to see some even like renowned companies out in the genetic world didn't do as good as we thought they would and And some that, you know, don't have that big name yet are
0: absolutely dominating.
1: You know, there's there's a lot of good genetics out there if you if you hunt for them.
0: Yeah. Yeah. Um, There's a there's a few out there that, you know, like some people just don't really know. I think thug pug is one um, that not so many people know, but, you know, they're renowned and all that. Yeah. You know, you're you're completely right. And sometimes I am a little like uh, Humboldt genetics you know the the one that's yeah. everywhere now oh man they're they're hit and miss sometimes <laughs> yeah
1: we, we ran a few we ran a few Humboldt's uh Pheno Wolf that's that's kind of been my new favorite the last couple yeah. years now actually he's just yeah. he's up in Michigan he's doing some different stuff he just he's really it's Pheno Wolf or Green Wolf genetics um I think, it's Green, a, yeah. I, I think yeah. it's Green Wolf yeah I think it's Green Wolf yeah I think it's um, Instagram's Fino wolf or something like that. Probably. But yeah, he yeah. they're great, man. They're great. We're running a slurpel fritz of theirs right now that's stupid. I mean, it's yeah. a it's a ding dong, that's for sure.
0: Heck yeah. <laughs> yeah, I'll have to come up and try some too when I'm there and you know, I'll give you guys a visit, Absolutely. you know, support a little bit, you know what I mean? Amen, uh, man. That's great. So do you guys speaking of, do you guys carry just your own product or are you carrying other people's products too? So right now we
1: haven't even got our first harvest yet. So I'm still buying what's out in the market this okay. uh, October. It looks like probably the first part of October will be our first six strains that we've actually been able to cultivate will be in the in the dispensaries.
0: This crop October is going to be interesting. <laughs> Ooh,
1: yeah. We're pumped. We're pumped. And we're able yeah. to basically harvest six strains um, or, or three strains, rather six strains a month, three strains every two weeks on, on yeah. a cycle continuously. Heck so we're, hope, we're we're really excited to get some of these strains out here. There's some new exotic stuff, some different terpene profiles in this part of the states used to seeing.
0: Uh, yeah, super excited. Heck yeah, dude! You know, I'm I'm glad to see that you know the eastern part of the states getting some fire too. You know, there's mm-hmm. some you know really good cannabis coming out from that direction, and I'm excited to see when the whole state just is coming around and just throwing fire at each other. You know what I mean? Absolutely, That's a great Absolutely. day. You know, I, I love the competition and everything. It just makes us all better growers. Um, so, yeah, I mean, you get, you have a great, you know, dispensary, you have a great smoke shop, you know, you have the grow going, you know, and you're very involved with the community. I saw that you guys um, were part of like a 5K run or something like that. Uh, yeah, we,
1: we really, I mean, as long as we're able to, we don't try to tell anybody no uh, around yeah. here. Um, it was a we did a 5K color run um, relay for life. We, we sponsor our local high school. Um Little League, travel, travel softball teams, anywhere that we can help out. I mean, the community's been more than good to me, more yeah. than good to me. I couldn't have asked for, I mean, a better response to opening these businesses. So I do. I try to try to give back every chance we can. Yeah, chance and we
0: can. I'm glad you guys are doing that because, you know, there's I feel like there's not enough places here in Las Cruces that are doing it because we have like 117 dispensaries now or something um yeah the ccd updated like a bunch of the numbers yesterday up there in the <laughs> hearing i was like whoa <laughs> that's a lot so you know there's 117 dispensaries and i feel that some of these could be doing more community work like you guys are doing you know supporting more now some will be sponsors for events but it's events to get like kids drunk or something you know like you know get the 21 year old college kids drunk or you yeah, know absolutely. something like that or you know some are rap shows which is fine but I kind of want to see more involvement in the community stuff. Community okay. building. I mean, you, yes. yeah, you can
1: throw those events because we're going to have those anyways. But, yeah. you know, get, get creative. Try to do something a little bit different. Shake it up. Yeah. I mean, that's that's real community growth. And it, it, a lot of people still think weed is taboo. So you getting out there in the community with people that may never associate with someone such as myself. You just show them, hey, that we're, we're not bad people
0: either, you know. Yeah, we're people too, you know. Absolutely. <laughs> Absolutely. You know, just like everybody else. And yeah, you know, kill, that also helps kill the stigma. You know, uh, we've been battling the stigma for so long and we still are at this point right now as I speak. But, you Absolutely. know, this will help with killing the stigma and showing that, you know, we're just we're another industry and we, we care about our, you know, our community. Mm-hmm. And, you know, if you are a dispensary here in Cruces, that does I, I mean, all the footsteps of Bud Board, you know, like they're doing, that's pretty cool what you guys are doing. I, I really appreciate that, you know. Um, a lot of respect to you guys. Um, Thank, you. Thank you. Yeah. I yeah, think our back.
1: industry in a whole... May care more about their consumers than most other industries, to be sure. honest. Um, I, that's something I've known just because I've, I've done other stuff. Like I was in the car business for a decade. I okay. can't say car salesmen care about you as much as, as you do whenever you sell somebody weed.
0: Yeah, or, sure.
1: it, you know, you can actually have a, a, an experience with someone where they come in. It's not just, you know, someone that smokes every day, but they're coming in for the first time. They're scared and you're really able to help them. That's yeah. something that not a whole lot of industries, other than medicine, you know, are able to accomplish.
0: True. it's been it's been that's been really cool to see stuff like that. Heck yeah, hundred percent. You know, and you know, and the, but the cool thing is, you have almost free reign to do this cannabis industry any way we want. Really, you know, it, there's really no like set model. You know, I see some people doing the Colorado model where they have like the separate room they have like big guy in there looking at you snarling let me see your ID then you go inside and everybody's all nice and then you have the people that walk in you have a little podium there and the guys just checking ID and you walk in Um, so you know you have like the different varieties of dispensaries even in Albuquerque you have gas stations you know you don't see that everywhere you know I'm seeing that in memes now it's hilarious you know like you know the Albuquerque dispensaries that are gas stations they're memes I I wonder how the
1: gas station weed is I know the food's not very good (laughs) You know, I don't know about gas station weed, but you know, at the same time, that's something cool to see. I never in a million years would have thought convenience store selling selling weed. So that, I guess great day, yeah, great day yeah. In, the, in America. You Get a slurpee and a
0: doobie, I guess, right? Yeah, yeah not a bad combo at all, man. That's that's great. Sounds like a great combo to me. Yeah, hundred uh, percent. Yeah, well, that's great. You guys have like a website um, for people to like order online or anything?
1: we do um we actually we converted over to, to dutchy we weren't big gigantic fans of biotrack unfortunately um so we do have a dutchy website that we're able to order off of um okay i think it's bloodboard backslash com. if i'm not mistaken okay. might be Budboard dispensary
0: okay i didn't uh, write that down uh, after the show we'll, we'll get it and i'll put it in the uh, description for everybody so you guys just clicky click away oh, um yeah. Cool. Yeah. That's awesome, dude. I want to get that. So where are you guys located at and uh, where can people find you, you know, when, uh, they come to visit Carlsbad?
1: So, uh, our dispensary is at 618 West Pierce street. Uh, it's one of the main, the the main road here in Carlsbad. We got the big Budboard B right out front. Uh, can't miss us. Our smoke shop is, um, at 408, uh, South Canyon, four, four Oh one, sorry. Four Oh one South Canyon. <laughs> yeah. got A couple of ones and eights. Um, he, big thing. It's a green, but we got a bunch of budboard green on it. Can't really yeah, miss it. Yeah. And then Hobbs, like I said, should be open the next month or two. It's at uh 2206 Marland. Awesome.
0: Awesome. Thank you for that. And, um, what is your guys' hours of operation? That's what I meant with the last question. My bad.
1: Gotcha. Um, Monday through Thursday, we're open up eight thirty eight to 10 30 um thursday or, or friday and saturday we're open to eight to midnight and then sunday we're open from 10 to 8.
0: nice cool and yeah, uh, well. the
1: smoke shop's pretty much the same thing if i'm not yeah. mistaken yeah you guys run any deals or like discounts or anything for like industry or veterans we i mean we, we do run veterans constantly um we do some, di- some industry stuff over here at the smoke shop i don't think we've actually put the settings in okay over at the dispensary but i do know we we give some discounts from here and there I, okay. i've seen that yeah. i mean we always have like a, a, a kind of like a clearance shelf Okay. Um, so to say maybe something that's ending it's getting close to a fresh date you know marking it down for cost or you know mm-hmm. something that just didn't hit yeah. the way we wanted it to um and then we always have you know like Munchy monday uh, Pre roll Tuesday, wax Wednesdays. So we've always got a, a combination of maybe five to ten different products, nice, um, discounted down at all times. Heck Give cool. a, a a birthday doobie <laughs> uh, on your birthday. You just yeah, we, the, the just the basics. We haven't got anything too spectacular on on the
0: discounts yet,
1: but mm-hmm. something we're working on it.
0: Yeah, definitely. Well, I appreciate that. You know, it's cool that you guys are. You know, and I see a lot of places doing that, you know, like a medical Monday or, you know, like um uh, medical edible taco Monday. Tuesday or whatever, you know.
1: <laughs> taco, I, we're actually talking about doing a taco Tuesday and seeing if we can get a, a local business here to team up with us and start doing some tacos. That'd be great. I mean, He's... what goes better than, than, than a doobie than some good street tacos, you know.
0: Right. And actually on 420, I know Top Crop here in town. Um, with your purchase, I think, of over like 40 bucks, you got free tacos. I was like, what? Nice. <laughs> yeah, I was like, we'll not... go get those tacos. <laughs> good move on their part. That was great. Oh, that was a good, fantastic move. Well, anyway, uh, thank you so much. Do you guys have any, like, uh, thing planned in store for, you know, that you want to share?
1: Huh. Let me think here. The, I think you'll see a couple fire strains. that will kind of surprise the state over this next six months. Uh, we've got a couple of heaters that we've been working on for a few years. Um, I would stay tuned for our Donnie bananas, okay. um, our Krypton cookie and uh, our stripper glitter. Those, stripper will be three glitter strains, <laughs> those will be three strains that uh, I mean, should, should make some noise. I mean, yeah. we're, we're happy about them. Got great terpene profiles. Then hopefully maybe towards the end of this next year, uh, we may even have a little bit of uh,
0: Ash to be able to put out, hopefully. Okay. Yeah. Maybe I can help you with that one. Yeah, so yeah, uh, we'll talk more. Yeah. <laughs> so, but anyway, thank you so much for joining me, everybody, Budboard. Um, and I look forward to keeping you on with all the rest of the conversation and everything. So thank you so much, Thanks James, for, for joining me. me. Thank you, Budboard, for being here. And you know, I can't wait to visit you guys and you know, check out the operation and everything. Cause hopefully by then, you know, you guys will be roaring and going and you know, have your perpetual harvest gone. So absolutely uh, come down
1: you. in October, bro. It'll thank be a you, good man. one.
0: All right. And it'll be cooler too.
1: <laughs> yeah, it's 110 every day down here. It's oh yeah. Warm. It's
0: ridiculous. It's finally cooling down here, but uh, we're moving on everybody. We're going to be talking about the next topics. So I got two more topics to talk about and they kind of are similar to each other because the first one has to deal with CCD. So New Mexico got a new uh, person in the CCD, a new director and his name is Todd Stevens. He's a veteran of the Colorado's cannabis industry, the, the legal cannabis industry. And he's, um, a veteran through uh, Native Roots, their cannabis company um, in Colorado. I've actually been there a couple times. Um, I've actually visited them myself when I'm visiting my brother or my family. Um, you know, I think they have some on the border over in the uh, mm-hmm. Farmington area near Durango, Colorado, and all that area. Um, so he has experience there. It doesn't seem that he has any experience um, on the government side, you know, or you know, doing any of this job. But they do feel CCD does feel confident. Um, that he's going to do well. I mean, how do you, how do you kind of feel about that? You know, the, the guy from Colorado native roots coming into New Mexico, then being in charge at the CCD as a director. Yeah. I'd, I'd love if They had some, some New
1: Mexico roots or some homage to New Mexico. Um, yeah, me too. Uh, yeah. I, just, I mean, doesn't make me feel warm and fuzzy. Um, yeah. I don't know how, I don't know a whole lot about native roots as a company. Uh, if, if one of those big ones you know it's that yeah. corporate weed model coming in yeah you know since i don't think that's anything good i think we need somebody that's actually on the on a level there at least has been on the ground floor boots on the ground that kind of sees the industry has been in the dispensaries yeah been in the grows because it's one thing on putting rules but you also can't necessarily jeopardize business
0: either yeah you know 100 um, percent. so yeah and- that that's that's not good i know and to be honest this is actually our fourth director in the last like two years so i mean like they kind of come and go and what happens like from what i've seen is they'll go to this position then they'll get a better paid position with like you know some mso here in the state and they'll leave that you know position and someone else will come in but it seems this is the second one from colorado as well so that's why i'm like this is a little weird why do you guys keep bringing people from colorado and the thing that kind of irritates me is they, they bring that like colorado-ness with them with like the way the regulations are there and that doesn't necessarily work in new mexico because we've tried things like that and it just never works for us and i keep telling people and, and today i actually looked it up so new mexico's population density is 17 colorado's is 52 and you know that's quite a big disparity when you're talking about population density per square mile you know like that's that's fairly you know different So when you implement certain things in Colorado and it works in New Mexico, that will not work. Like in Colorado, there's certain areas that don't sell cannabis at all. Like when I go visit my dad's family in um, uh, Fremont County uh, over in uh, Florence, I can't buy cannabis there. I have to go over to Pueblo 30 minutes or 40 minutes away um, and hope that someone's open, you know, or, you know, hope that they have cannabis or, you know, like hope I can find it. Uh, They usually do. But at the same time, like in New Mexico, that's not going to work because you don't have that there. Uh, here, you know, sometimes the nearest place is like an hour away, two mm-hmm. hours away, you know, like it, it's, it doesn't make sense. So that's why I agree with you having someone boots on the ground from New Mexico, who's been in the industry here, who knows what's up, I, I kind of feel that would be more fitting for us. And I get he brings okay. an insight from another state, you know, maybe there's some ideas that he has, et cetera, et cetera, because he was at the courts corrections and justice committee hearing yesterday, and I'll get touch more on that later um but i'm just i'm a little reluctant i guess as all new mexicans are you know uh we don't like outsiders uh regardless but um yeah I- i'm a little i'm a little reluctant about this um how else do you feel about you know especially with the information i mean this is the fourth director in two years <laughs> I mean,
1: I always hear rumors, you know, the CCD short-staffed, you know, on this and on that. I am ho- I hope they're able to attract some good help because, I mean, that it's such an important position in our state that, you know, we need somebody that is kicking butt and wants to do well for the state. You know, yeah. and it's hard for me to think that someone outside of the state has our state's best intentions, as well as, you know, always a conflict of interest. You said that our past couple um, Grand poopas at the CCD have moved on to, in a position with the cannabis company, you know, so it, it, that's, that's somewhat worrisome, yeah. you know, are you putting in roles to, to help these companies benefit more than others, you know, we've, we've, we've all heard, you know, these guys are bringing in weed from California or Oklahoma, you know, what, what are they going to do about that? And how are they going to make it easier for the craft guys to stick around?
0: Yeah, more or less,
1: yeah. you know? And who knows, if, it, if he's just got big city interests, I'm afraid that it probably won't trickle down to, to the small guys.
0: Yeah, I 100%. I agree with that. You know, because New Mexico and Colorado are two different states, you know, like 100%. My dad's from there. I spent most of my summers as a kid there and, you know, some winters. So, you know, I I know how different they are. You know, it's night and day. Um, you know, Culture, even
1: that. environment. I mean, yeah. they
0: probably have a little bit more um, different types of setups than we
1: were able to do. I mean, it's, we're pretty hot down here.
0: Yeah. So, I mean, warmer. not
1: even knowing the, the little things and the
0: little things like that are going to matter, I think. 100%. You know, and that that killed a lot of people from California, too. You know, they, they came in thinking that, you know, our humidity is exactly the same and our temperature is a little more stable like theirs when, you know, that is not the case about. No. So it's hard to grow here. You know, it's not so a
1: bipolar state. <laughs> it's yeah, it is. State. It's it's dry and it's hot. I mean, at least the southern part. I know that none of us get too much rain, you know. Yeah. So it, it is. It's, it's a a desert
0: yeah it's definitely a desert Uh, um so my my other worry that i had and i I forgot to mention is you know colorado doesn't have a medical cannabis program anymore i don't think and you know that's something that makes me afraid when you bring someone from another state like that they're gonna be like well let's just get rid of the medical cannabis program screw all those people you know and so you know
1: I actually heard a couple of years back when um, I was at a dispensary up there, I want to say Wolfpack and uh, they were talking about how medical has been trash and and they're about to do away with it. And I was like, no way, man, they've got to be making, you know, way too much. So if they're come from running a broken
0: model, then yeah, we don't need none of that here. Yeah. Because no one's done it right yet. You know, like no one's done this correctly yet. And we're, we're still figuring it out too. You know, I think we've gone a great direction with it but we still haven't done it right yet so taking stuff that other states have done that not necessarily have worked is what worries me you know like they the ccd came up and has this whole education thing that they want you know you to do before licensing and even to get a renewal now and it's for the owners it's not even for you know just bud tenders which i would understand if it was for bud tenders for bartending you have to do it in the state and working with other things It, it makes sense but for like the owner that doesn't make any sense you have a business to run You know, who's going to be paying for this? How long is this going to take? Because then you have to find someone to to literally replace you while you're taking these classes for whatever reason. And, you know, they don't require this from the other industry, the adult industries like, you know, alcohol and tobacco and all that. They don't require you to have this ongoing education, you know, just to have the business. And that's a little ridiculous. They should do
1: something like in in the car business. I know,
0: for example, you get a, a
1: franchise uh, the owner is on a lot of the licensing, which you usually just to be able to qualify for that, you have to have like what they call a dealer principle. Mm-hmm. So these owners put someone in place, kind of like a CEO that maybe does know the industry the way they're supposed to. That's um, fair. Um, regulatory wise. But yeah, I mean it's
0: slippery slope there, you know. It is. And you know, it's such a new industry that I kind of feel implementing a rule like this is too soon because we're still going through we're that process. You know, like we're going through the natural purge right now. That bubble bursted. There's too many places. And I knew that I I call, I've been talking about this for months. You know, um, I knew this is going to happen that now the numbers are going down. We're 30 licenses less than we were last month. And that number is probably going to keep going down. And the CCD with their crackdown and the mass crackdown, that's going to go down even more. So I kind of feel like something like this is a little too soon. But something that you mentioned, that's actually a really good idea. because. I have been seeing a lack of you know, education and everything, but I also knew that was going to happen in this industry because I warned people last year. I said, if you're coming into this industry ignorant, you're going to have a bad time. And some of those people have already went out of business. Mm-hmm. Um, so that that's just my advice is, yeah, like you said, if you don't know, hire somebody that does and put them in charge. Absolutely. You know, I mean
1: we do we got to start treating it a little bit differently like i said it's almost a cross between a true medical business like a hospital so yeah. we, we've got to be pros but at the same time you know it isn't rocket science but i'm not big on on rules i, I don't like yeah. the state to overstep especially in business more or less Me too. Um, I'm, I'm learning this regulatory stuff and i'm trying to take it with a grain of salt but unless this test or, or this these certifications are just extremely beneficial you know what I mean? Why are we doing that? You know yeah. what I mean? Um, yeah. I, I think that the owners are probably smart enough owners, to, you know, leave it up to them to hire the help, you know, yeah. most places like, like mine, for example, we make sure everybody is very sufficient before they're, you know, out pitching weed to customers. You know, you have to be, Yeah. you have to be, but some of these guys don't know, mm-hmm. um, but to require
0: it of them, I agree. I think there's, 500 other things we need to figure out before that. 100%. You know, this is something that I've heard people say, oh, this will help weed out the people that shouldn't be here. We'll lose 10% right away. And I'm like, that sounds like an arbitrary number, first mm-hmm. off. But second off, we don't even know if that's right because yeah. most people cheat. So, like, they're just going to pay somebody or pay a cheat system to cheat this test. So, like, it would be stupid in the first place, and it would just be a money grab by something. Yeah, so, a revenue
1: stream for the state, something like that.
0: Yeah, or a particular person or whoever, someone's friend. And, um, and
1: we've, we've had bigger hurdles as far as, like, weaning people out. I, I don't know how many people aren't going to keep their business over a little bit of training. I mean, it could. It could deter some people. You know, maybe they give you us a tax credit if we took it. I could get behind that yeah yeah but um, they can't even
0: do that these days <laughs> yeah, no breaks bro no breaks yeah, yeah no breaks at all so um either way uh congrats to todd i, I wish him luck and I, I hope he does well for the state um and if you know he implements something we don't like we're going to be vocal about it man welcome to new mexico so uh, wish him luck <laughs> so 100 um, <laughs> percent. good luck so moving on we're going to talk about the last topic Um, The court's correction and justice committee hearing that was here in Las Cruces yesterday. And a lot of people didn't know about this. And I got when probably 24 hours before it happened. Um, And what it was, it's a committee. And if you guys don't know, um, certain committees are made of different people. This one was made of members of our state house and Senate. So representatives from both um, were in this committee along with other people. Um, So the CCD was there to speak. And then they had a panel of, you know, know, industry experts and everything um, that were there too, which, you know, my issue, I have have an issue with panels like that, just to start out with. There wasn't the people on it. I just have an issue with panels, um, especially small panels, because it doesn't really necessarily uh, reflect what the whole industry thinks or feels. It's just what those individuals really feel. And then none of the people have really asked, especially on the panel, what any of us thought or felt. So it wasn't a reflection of anyone's opinion, but those people. And I kind of feel town halls in that sense for like industry would be a little bit better. Um, But that's my only gripe about, about that. Um, So they came here and um, pretty much just had a really day long, like went from 9am to like four, almost 5pm and they had a lunch break and everything. And it was all day. CCD came in and, you know, we, we talked about the cannabis rules and everything, everything that implemented, the new ones that, you know, we talked about some of the, Uh, legislators you know did have some concerns about the education thing because it did seem a little overreaching so that was great to see um that they did have concerns like well why are we doing this and you know those of you in the cannabis industry if you can get to santa fe august 31st or if you can write in a written comment please do and you know if you're for it or against it but you know they want to hear from the industry so that way they can mold this industry for us um you know more feedback the better absolutely yeah, hundred percent. And they they beg us for it. We don't give it to them because we hate the government so much. But this is the game we signed up for, guys. And this is the game we're gonna have to play. And I'm sorry. Mm-hmm. Um, you should have thought of that before you got into the cannabis industry legally. <laughs> oh, uh, it's it's. I think every owner and advocate's job
1: to almost personally involve themselves in this. Just because, yeah, if you're a license holder, man, you need to be paying attention to the, at least these emails they're sending out. Yeah. Um, to you, if not. They could do some detrimental stuff to your business, and you not even know it, or be too late for you to do anything or speak yeah. up on it at that point. Yeah, but I think it, it, that's any regulatory business. You gotta to be good at it and to stay ahead of the curve. You literally have to stay ahead of the curve. You know, keep yeah. watching. Like you, you're you're probably one of the most involved that I've seen in the state that that it's public about it and everything. And, and you go to more than anything.
0: So and there's still
1: so much to
0: so much to learn. Oh, dude, I'm still learning, you know, to this day. So, you know, the learning never stops. And, you know, I was just lucky enough to be doing this for so long and able to share it with everybody. So I appreciate the shout out on that one, man. Um, but, yeah, this is this is something important. And I try to get, you know, the information out as quick as possible. But, you know, yeah, owners, you guys are going to have to take it on upon yourselves because I'm not always going to be here. You know, like I Chad isn't going to be, you know, the only guy that can give you the information at all times. You know, I get old and I move on to different things, too. So you know that this isn't always going to be what I do for you guys, but it's what I'm able to do right now. We just um, get
1: you elected at the CCD, then. <laughs>
0: <laughs> That'd be hilarious. Yeah, suit and tie. I don't know, man. Those are uncomfortable. <laughs> Those we'll basketball shorts for everybody. <laughs> this is okay. we'll, we'll change the dress code for you. Right, right. Comfy clothes, everybody. Okay, cool. Um, yeah it was a good thing that you know that that happened i was really glad that they brought it down to las cruces and i kind of wish they did it in more places around the state so they can get more of an idea instead of just going to one area in the state which we get forgotten a lot about you know in the southern part of the state and so the northern part gets all the attention and you know they listen to them the most so i thank all of them for just being here and i was like thank you for being here like some came down some of the legislators came from santa fe some came from, you know, other parts of the state, the eastern part of the state, the western part of the state. You know, so they came from all over. And there was a lot of our representatives from, you know, Las Cruces. So that was great to see. Um, mm. But it was really great to see that they just did this in the first place for Las Cruces, a whole day of cannabis. You know, and, you know, they talked about the laws, how the law's been going, this and that, the issues they're seeing, um, what's proposed. And then uh, Katie Duhig came in. If you guys don't know, she's one of our representatives in the state. And um, she is the one who did put up this um, the pretty much the board, you know the the panel of people that were answering the questions, and you know because if you guys don't know, she was a big part of the the bill that actually passed the CRA, and she helped write it and she sponsored it. Um, so it was kind of up to her to really promote this bill. It's kind of her baby. She even showed up with the weed leaf earlings It was kind of cool. Um, so it, she did that. You know they, they updated everybody. You know they got to answer some questions from uh from the senators and you know the house representatives and um it was really cool uh like i said um i have a problem with panels just to start out with just as as they are um and uh, the reason why is because i just don't agree with everything that people say and that was the case yesterday they had a lawyer from colorado who represents swazi and uh, our greenleaf and all those guys and Uh, A lot of things that he said, oh, Colorado, we do this, and Colorado, we do that, and blah, blah, blah. To be honest, he kind of looked like one of my cousins from Colorado. I was like, are we a relative? But uh, (laughs) I I just couldn't get behind a lot of things that he was saying um, on how to run it in New Mexico because, like we've talked about before, this isn't Colorado. It's New Mexico, and it just doesn't work here with certain things that, that people implement. And I get it. It's ideas and it works in Colorado or works for them or, or they feel that it works for them. Um, I've heard other people from the industry tell me that, you know, they hate it and it's dog shit. But, you know, that's that's coming from someone, you know, who represents someone who has a lot to lose. So, you know, that, that's coming from there.
1: We, we have a very unique economy in New Mexico. I, I, I mean, I'm not going to bust out any economics or anything, but very, very, very different. To what Colorado's doing, especially if you split the state up into sectors. I mean, um, very diverse marketplace, and that's going to be really hard to to have someone that hasn't spent considerable time in the areas, at least, to know the culture of the people to be able to make the, the proper, responsible decisions. Yeah. Um, hopefully, hopefully, is a very grounded person for all of our sakes.
0: Yeah. Um, but yeah, that's something else there, man. It really was. And if you guys want to watch the whole hearing, the, pretty much the whole day, um, you can find it on the NM Legis website under webcast. There's a little tab that says webcast. Um, if you go under there, you can find it. It's the, I already said, the, the committee. Um, you can go and look under that. Um, and it should be there. You can look under date and probably find it. It should be under archives or something that says, you know, there was a, like a past recording. Um, if you guys want to go and, you know, if you don't believe me or want to see everything for yourself, go ahead. Um, some people like going over there and clipping things for like advocacy purposes to, you know, shortly or like, Oh, this is what they said. We used to do that back in the day. Um, but some people still do, but if you do want to watch it, they did record it. I recorded a little bit on, on my Instagram. Um, and then I realized that it was on the NM Legis site because the guy that was recording in front of me, he was working for the state and I was like, Oh, that's the NM Legis site. Okay, cool. I know where it's at. So, cause I had no clip first. Um, but, but it was it was cool to see the panel and the different um, opinions and experiences that people have had in the industry and, and you know, how they feel we should go about it. Um, of course, you know, they kept talking about pausing licenses or stopping licenses. And this is where I want to ask you, someone you know, in the industry, too. Um, how do you feel about stopping or pausing licenses? Man, you know, it, if we
1: would have put like a fixed count whenever the bill came out, that would have been one thing. But the way the legislature is written, it would be hard for me to say if this is this guy's lifelong dream, he meets all the qualifications, not to let him do it. But at the same time, saturation, obviously, being a business owner, you do have to put that into consideration. But mm-hmm. overall, human rights, I don't think that, that that would be technically a fair thing for yeah. for anybody to do. I mean, yeah. It's just who are we to say you can't do that? Like if they would have told me I couldn't have, I'd have you know thrown a fit, been up at the Santa Fe office every day, you know. Yeah. So I don't know. I think they would have done better if if maybe treated similar to the liquor program, possibly, mm-hmm. where you have X amount of licenses, and then that's where we would feel that the state is capped at, maybe something like that.
0: But not not
1: until they rewrite quite a bit of legislature. I don't think that they should change
0: it. Yeah, me too. And from what I saw, the majority of the committee was on par with that. Like they have a bad taste and we all do in the state. We have a bad taste in our mouth from the liquor industry when they cap liquor licenses and we saw liquor licenses go for millions of dollars, you know, and in the cannabis industry here, that's no different. There's people here who predicted that and then they bought a license or a few licenses and they're hoarding them because I know yesterday, I know yeah, yes. I know a few myself. And yesterday they, they kind of called those people out and they also said, well, if we have these many licenses and this many percentages are actually operating, what's going on? And they brought that up. They said, some people are hoarding it, you know, because they're kind of waiting for the licenses to close. And I kind of feel that we shouldn't close licenses for that reason. And another reason is the people that are pushing for this, I have a feeling they're going to keep pushing to keep it closed whenever the time comes. Say we lose too many dispensaries. or won't have enough. We're back to the medical cannabis days where we only had 30 freaking dispensaries and they wouldn't open licenses at all. It, they would never, ever, ever open licenses guys. You don't know how hard it was to get them to open up to 30 licenses, let alone that, you know, because before we didn't even have 30 licenses. We had far less, we had like 15 or something. And, and then so, the entry
1: fee would be too high for, for most people. I mean, exactly. you'd have to be a millionaire. Yeah. I mean, I would have loved to got in 10, 10, years ago, Yeah, but it, you know, it wasn't realistic for, for the entry fee into yeah. this industry at that time.
0: Yeah. And, and to be honest, yeah, like if uh-huh. it, they did it when they wrote the bill initially, when we started the industry, that's one thing. But now we're, we're at this point where we're just going to have to let the industry play out and it's just going to have to be the open market. And it, it's stabling itself out now. You know, the people who shouldn't be here are starting to kind of fizzle out. The people who have bad product, bad customer service, or they just don't know how to run a business or they don't know how to train their employees or pick employees they're all kind of starting to fizzle out and and that's the natural process and i feel like it's too early as well in the in the industry it's been a year and people yeah. are already thrown you know thrown the challenge flag oh throw the maybe licenses oh my god you know like oh five, ten
1: years, you know maybe yeah, but yeah. yeah you
0: can't it were
1: like, like it's not even what's just barely over a year just a few months ago you know so yeah you and can't and necessarily cap, cap it, it. Oh, I'm sure that surge and that initial surge was still keeping them busy, you know, but there's the license rate isn't anywhere near what it was. You know, there's probably a few trickling in each month, Mm -hmm. that type of thing. But I think we'll probably see it go down at least 10, 15 percent over this next year or two, just -hmm. because some people are going to, unfortunately, like you said, either by bad business practices, maybe unforeseen stuff. You just have a little bit of bad luck or you're just not good at, at the cannabis or you don't like it. There's going to be x amount of those people that get out of it and then you're gonna have people that are like legacy where it's you know it's it's their baby you know able to stick through tough times and stick it out but i think it'll all level out like if you suck a business you won't be in business
0: yeah, especially
1: okay. in cannabis you've, you've yeah. really got to know what you're doing long term um i think google has a stat that 70 percent of cannabis licenses fail after a decade Mm-hmm. and and i can see that I, c- I can after i would have never never thought of it after seeing
0: how hard they make certain things and how volatile it is that makes sense yeah. that makes sense oh, it does and it's hard to make money when they keep adding regulations on to and compounding it you know like we already have to pay 280e off the of bat you know right off the bat there's 280e boom gone and then you can't um claim taxes on anything you can't sit there and say, well, you know, I I did, you know, donated this or this and this, or, you know, I bought this many supplies. We can't do that in the cannabis industry. And they did bring that up to the, to the legislators and everything. And and a lot of it goes back to the federal government, you know, like they're, the state can only do so much, you know, until the federal government changes things because the federal government and the state, they're on two separate law things, guys, you know, I I know it's confusing, but it is what it is. Um, And we have no choice but to wait and you know right now we're waiting on the federal government to kind of tell us if they're going to reschedule it if they're not et cetera et cetera um but right now here in new mexico i kind of feel that yeah we're, we'll be fine um some people are just freaking out because they're gonna they're gonna lose their livelihood they're gonna lose their business but we all know what we were getting into when we decided to get into the cannabis industry or any business really you know like restaurants are along the same line i believe of uh dispensaries of closure rate um you know if you. you've no one feels bad for those guys when they go out of business like, oh, that sucks. I love that place. But, you know, they're not telling the state to close restaurants because there's too many restaurants, you know, like yeah, restaurants and fast food places are popping up all over the place still. Like I'm from Alamogordo food and they keep adding them Food trucks. I bet we yeah, have more food, food trucks.
1: trucks than we do restaurants now. Yeah. Which I'm not complaining. Some of them are great, you know, mm-hmm. but
0: I, I agree. I think it you know, it'll wean itself out over time. Yeah, exactly. You know, we don't stop Walmarts or any of that, but, you know we for some reason want to stop dispensaries, you know, like it's a little ridiculous to me. Right, um, so hopefully it doesn't go through, you know, hopefully that gets changed, you know, and you know, that, that's not the case, um, but we'll see. Uh, just to let you guys know that all of these ideas and stuff that were talked about yesterday, doesn't change any law. It doesn't get put into a bill right now and get voted on next week. We don't have a legislative session until January of like this next year, January, February of next year. That's when our legislative sessions happen here in New Mexico. Then every other year, we have a 60-day session. And then every year in between that, it's a 30-day session. The way that you remember it is every odd year is a 60-day session. Every even year is a 30-day session. And if you want to make it easier, just remember the odd year fact, and that'll probably help you. So odd years, did, 60-day I session. I that. no, yeah.
1: That's good to know. I did not know that.
0: Yeah, yeah. So there you go, They're teaching people all day. <laughs> Absolutely.
1: <laughs> so um, if they do a full session, I, me- I remember a couple of years ago, I was hoping they were going to pass it, and uh, something or other happened. They shortened it by a few days, I believe. And I was like, "Well, no weed this year, bummer."
0: Yeah, yeah. And to be honest, like even this change, because the guys, the CCD does not have any power to cut off licenses. So I see people like, "Please cut them off." I'm like, they can't do anything. It's law. It literally says they cannot cut off licenses, and I don't see. People or that idea going away so for me i am personally personally against shutting off licenses completely however if you are going to propose this i at least want to propose correctly because i just keep hearing shut off licenses shut off licenses with no uh plan really it's just shut off licenses and that's it you know there needs to be a plan in place and to be honest the legislators all agree that if there would be that case which most of them feel that there shouldn't be that there would be a pause and there would be a mandatory expiration date and no one really knew like at the time when i was there how to implement that and i was thinking as i was sitting in the audience i was like there has to be a way to ensure because these people that are, are wanting this a lot of them are just not doing well business-wise or they're afraid of losing their business and i have a feeling that when it comes time to open these licenses up again if that was the case um they're not going to allow it they're just going to fight it fight it fight it my livelihood my license is now worth this much. Now it's not going to be worth that. You know, the same arguments they made on the liquor side um, to, for them to not to open it. So I, what I did is afterwards, I went up to Katie Duhigg and I said, okay, so I, I flat out told her, I was like, I'm not a fan of closing licenses at all. That's fine. You know, that's, that's people's opinion. I, um, but I do feel that it does need to be done right. And there needs to be an expiration. I gave her the same, you know, reasoning that I told you. She said, that is a worry. Okay, you're right. I said, so what it should be is a pause with a, and this is my revised, um, version after talking to, um, someone afterwards and, uh, six months at a time, no more than twice. So no more than a year, year at a time. And then after that three years, it stays open. So you pause it for six months, look at it. If you need to, you pause it again for six months and that's the second time. And you can no longer pause again for three years. And even then you still have to go back and look, it has to be an active. It, it'd be something that expires on its own and has to be looked at again. And you, and if you do it twice, tough shit, you got to wait, you know, because that seems fair to me. If that was going to be the case,
1: I, to I think it's really is
0: just keeping it open. Like, Cause this is a bunch of shit that you got to go through again, create more rules, more laws and make it more confusing just for the fact that people are scared. Um, I, you know, like out
1: of fear. I, I, I like the compromise there. Cause I mean, if, if, You know, if the major money in the state is pushing to close licenses, more than likely that's what's going to happen. But how can we at least have it on our terms as much? You know, at least allowing people to have that entry is is all they need. And and even if you know, you have to shut down even half the year every year, if it's license season, it's license season at at a worst case. But hopefully, it doesn't come to that. And we'll have more people move to New Mexico and we can have everybody have a weed shop. I mean,
0: yes. That'd be yeah, a perfect
1: world. But I, I I think as long as money is involved, there's going to be those people pushing to, um, you know, constrain it, obviously, for, for monetary gain. Um, so I, I see where they're coming from now, but I, I'm with you, man. I, w- I would be crushed if I was told I, I, I couldn't open up a dispensary because, uh, you know. there's a cap or, or this thing or that thing is, you know, if I, if I, if I'm capable and I meet all your rules and expectations, I don't want to hear
0: shit. Yeah. Yeah. Me too. And and some of the other issues that this stems from is, you know, lack of um, oversight from the CCD and that's fair. We're very rule state and it's very sparse. Um, They are hiring new um, uh, people to do this job for them. So they can do compliance officer stuff um but they were telling the committee that they're going to need more funding which i agree i think the ccd does need more funding because they're doing a really big job um and there's a lot that goes into this and i feel the more funding that they get the better job that they're going to do for us in the long run um so yeah i I agree um so if you guys have the means you want to talk to your representatives tell them the ccd needs you know a bigger um bigger funding because i agree you know, they can implement things uh, for us. And to be honest, they, I love their campaign for, you know, safe cannabis use and storage and stuff like that. It's hilarious and it's great. And they have like these flyers you can download. And I kind of feel like, you know, maybe uh, some shop owners could download them and put them in the shop because it's even teaching parents how to store their cannabis or, you know, like informational stuff, just like simple no, it, things. Yeah. Yeah. That's it, actually
1: it, a big thing lately is, yeah. is uh, you know, around your kids and child lock and, and all that stuff. So. It's actually good that we're modeling at least that figure, you know, because yeah, there's a I lot agree. of different ways we could have went about that. So, hundred percent. Yeah. But we decided so tax- to go. <laughs> they tax us so much. They should be given the CCD all the support that they need. And, and, and that's I- one
0: thing that they talked about too. And I, I forgot to mention is they did talk about the taxes. And I've mentioned this many times that we're going to have to go back and look at these taxes. We cannot increase it again. We are at a threshold at this total of 21%, depending where you are in the state. Um, yeah. We're we're at a threshold right now. If we go any higher, people are just going to go straight to the black market and then we just shot ourselves in the damn foot. So um, that was one thing that was brought up and legislature did agree like, yeah, we're going to have to look at these taxes because someone brought up, I I think alcohol is only like five or 7%. And it's like, and we have cannabis over here. It's like, you know, double that. (laughs) Yeah, yeah, more than double that. So it's like, oh, this is ridiculous. So that's something that's going to have to be looked at. I get it. We're taxing the crap out of it. We're making a lot of money, but at what cost? You know, like we're trying to, kill the black market. We're only really going to shrink it to the point where you can't see it. But we're not helping that by having the taxes so damn high, you know, because there's no tax on the black market. You guys got to remember that, you know, like you're going from an unsafe market that isn't taxed maybe a little cheaper to something that's regulated and taxed, but, you know, the cost is too high. And What are people going to do? They're going to go the, the other route.
1: You know, of course. That's the one foot that we're going to have to sit on because I mean, still right now, black market's technically better priced than most medical markets um, mm-hmm. or, or recreational markets. And as long as the quality is being pushed, then it's going to be that war unless we're given a little bit of an upper hand. And yeah. I think, I don't know anybody that wouldn't be fine matching black market prices you know what I mean? But yeah, that tax and and some of the rules in place, like the not being able to write off any taxes, it it makes it very tight, very tight where there's other States like uh, Missouri, they're doing it successfully. And I think they have a cannabis excise tax of 6%. Yeah. You know, And, and it's just, I mean, I get, all right, let's pay New Mexico. Thank you for giving us the license, blah, 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 blah. But All right. Let's lower it back down that way that, you know, the people that are from New Mexico can actually keep their businesses here and yeah, They can keep investing in the community yeah. um, versus paying, yeah,
0: what's it, 12,
1: 14? And yeah. I think it isn't
0: it? It's scheduled to raise as well, if I'm not Yeah, in 2025, I think it's going to 15 or 20%, oh. something like that. And it's going to go all the way, I believe, to 30. So that's why they're and going to have to advise this sometime soon um, because the taxes are going up very soon, like next year they're going to have to because, yeah, that's just going to hurt the industry. Um, well, and, and they added yeah, that to make people happy if they get up to
1: 30%, you're going to have people not paying taxes and a oh. 100% be in the black market.
0: You'll yeah. And there's people already in the industry, not paying taxes. That's already an issue now. Absolutely. You know? And so, you know, that, that's another thing that, you know, they, they talked about was, you know, people not paying their taxes and this and that, and then banking. Um, that was, you know, this will be the last thing I'll talk about guys and we'll, we'll end the show for the day, but they did talk about banking and, um, that is a big concern because some people are paying like 500 bucks just to cash a check and you know a certain percentage just to be existing um and senator cervantes you know hate him and love him he did make a good point you know this is they're going off of federal stuff and you know so we're like al capone you know the the bankings they did the same thing to him when he was doing his illegal stuff and it's the cost of doing a federally illegal business um with a legal bank and uh, i i hate to agree with that and you know, uh, uh, an old country uh, asshole told me once there's a way things are and a way things should be. And, you know, unfortunately, in that this case, that's the way it is um, until something happens with banking. And um, we really need to push for the federal banking stuff to really go through because that's going to save us. <gasps> be huge. So huge. it's going to be huge. Like, it's massive. Um, like a lot of people don't understand how big that's going to be. You can use your debit card at the freaking dispensary.
1: <laughs> and, and other industries too. Just like, I mean, yeah, they, the amount of fee and percentage that they charge to have cannabis banking, in my opinion, is robbery yeah. in, a, in a sense. So, I mean, for it to be descheduled federally, it'll allow all the banks the same playing field and all these other sub industries, whether it be insurance, you'll actually be able to get a loan to start a business, a mm-hmm. cannabis business. Yeah, it will open up a lot of different economic um, areas of boom, in my in my opinion. So hopefully they do that sooner and later, man. Hopefully,
0: I do too. You know, and you know, uh, it's something that you know I'll, I'll be watching closely, and I'll keep you guys updated on you know if anything changes on that front. Of course, I'm going to talk about it. So. But but that's everything I had, everyone. If I forgot something, or if you you know, I, I didn't mention something about that committee hearing, I'm sorry, it was like a nine hour day. Um, I can't remember everything that happened in the day, but these are some of the most important parts of the day that you know I really wanted to talk about. Um, they did mention um, something about like event um, licenses, like a temporary kind of event license because they they understand that we're doing illegal events and all these events, you know, we should at least just do it right. Um, so uh, that was kind of cool for them to be like we know what's going on, they're going to do it anyway let's just let them do it right so hopefully soon we'll be able to have like cannabis festivals where you can go there you can smoke there, you can buy cannabis legally from like Budboard and you can toke up and you know say thank you and walk away and enjoy the rest of the festival so hopefully that will be something soon we'll see here in New Mexico if that does happen, that will be a very happy day because I will oh, feel more for it put us on the map it will it really will and i really hope they do do that because it'll put us on the map um the last bonus thing i'm sending out the box to maui today a couple of boxes so i've been gathering all those donations for my friends over in maui um they're still dealing with all that devastation that happened over there if you guys don't know i lived in hawaii for years and um, i hold it near and dear to my heart and uh, today uh, i'm getting that sent out uh, finally we got some word from my friend chris um we're gonna send it a different way but we just decided to get it out there so shout out to my friend chris and uh yeah that's everything I have this week. Do you have anything, James, before we head out of here? No, nah, man. Thanks for having me on. I, I really appreciate your time, and
1: uh, it was a good conversation. We'll have to do it again sometime. And and you got to come down to
0: Carlsbad and hang out with the Budboard crew for a day this next year or this year. Okay, for sure, man. Yeah, I'll, I'll try to make that happen. I think I'm headed there sometime in a couple weeks, so we'll see what's up. Sounds good, man. All right, man. Well, everybody, uh, thank you again for joining. I'll see you all next week for another show of Grassy Logic. All right. Shoots.